And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Well, that's great. That's just fucking great, man. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? We're some real pretty shit now, man. You finished. I guess we're not going to be leaving now, right? I'm sorry, Newt. You don't have to be sorry. It wasn't your fault. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. This is the Bonus Hero Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. Episode 181, and we got a guest. Yes, we do. We have an amazing guest. Today we are talking to Rick Lazzarini. Uh, Rick is the head honcho at the Creature Shop. I'm sorry, the Character Shop. Uh, Rick has been involved in the effects industry since the the heydays of the rock star effects artist. Um, And... uh, He's one of the guys that has been able to uh, keep his shop open, which I want to talk about at some point here. Everybody, please welcome Rick Lazzarini. Hey. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. Thanks for coming on, buddy. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, this is great. Yeah, I looked. I looked over your. Was looking over your IMDb last night, and Jesus Christ, dude, it's. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> I have I have patted that son of a bitch, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, you know the sad thing. The sad thing about IMDb is they don't they don't uh, they don't list the commercial work. Right. It's only movies, and oh, you yeah. you have your tentacles spread far and wide, sir. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've done far more commercials uh, than I have uh, theatrical films, feature films. Um, it's just something I got into, and then as, as that's actually kind of dwindling away, and so I'm getting into other stuff. Whoever will have me, basically. <laughs> uh, having well, since since you've uh, done so well in both uh, realms, yeah, which is more profitable for you? As at the end of the day, is it better to get like a big um, uh, commercial or often series of commercials um, with a company? Or is it yeah. is it better for you to to land some big movie? For me personally, um, it ended up being more profitable uh, to do a lot of commercials uh, because on commercials uh, I'm a puppeteer, I'm a SAG puppeteer. I get paid as a SAG performer, and that means I get residuals. Nice. So, so when they play those commercials that you get sick of, I'm not sick of them because they send me checks. Yeah. <laughs> And when you uh, work on a film, uh, yes, you get SAG and you get residuals there, but they are piddling and uh, really not worth it. And um, listen, going from running uh, a show uh, like Mimic, where I had 70 people to supervise uh, a huge show, um, that's 70 egos that you have to massage (laughs) and make work together, you know? Uh, And it takes months and months of time. 
And uh, I started to get into, I like, uh, uh, well, maybe it's my sh- uh, shorter attention span, but I, I like being able to create stuff, different stuff, a more variety of stuff over that same period of time, and then knowing that money was coming in uh, later as well. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than, we're going to workshop this creature for, yeah. you know, uh, months. Pot- potentially months, yeah. Yes. And, and, uh, and then you think you got it, and then you know one you know producer's like, let's make its ears bigger. <laughs> plus, there, plus, plus, there's the in, uh, intangible reward of, as you say, you're doing a lot of different projects, getting to be creative a lot, as opposed yes. to working on the one, and that Ex- sometimes yeah. is worth more than the monetary. Yeah. Yeah, it it often is. It's and, and it's a or or at least it provides a big, uh, heavy element to put on the scale. Uh, when deciding, for sure. Yeah, especially this in, at this point in your career, right? Oh yeah, um, because um, you know I did snakes on a plane. <laughs> I was going to ask you is, about that, <laughs> <laughs> right? Which is not uh, not a, a a film. When you see that film, you, that's not something to be proud of um, <laughs> because of the quality of the film. And believe me, I've done a few of those. And uh, but uh, the snakes kicked ass. <laughs> but then you get to be known as the snake guy. Yeah. And so, and so oh, I heard you do snakes on a plane. You got to see snakes. You got some snakes and snake. I'm I'm fucking sick of doing snakes, people. Well, I find it interesting. I find it interesting that uh, snakes in the plane, snakes on a plane was on 2006, 2011. Yeah. Your IMDb list: Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Ties, custom snake puppet. <laughs> Dude, I I can't get away. It's they pulled me, you know, they pulled me back in because not only uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, but uh, also um, uh, keeping up with the Joneses, the Zach Galifianakis thing, yeah. and Identity Thief, snakes, snakes. <laughs> Listen, I'm a whore. I have to, I, you know, whatever customer walks down the street with the with their wallet open, I have to service them. What do they say about we've we've established what I am? Now we're just haggling over price. price. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that joke. Man. I know. That's like one of the greatest. Um, uh, so, so walk me through you getting started. I'm I'm curious about the you know how do you how do you as a young plucky kid uh, uh, decide I want to spell nothing but latex for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. Well, you know, man, when I was it happened very young. I saw Planet of the Apes when it came out. I was eight years old in 1968. And uh, I had wanted uh, a chimpanzee. I wanted my parents to buy me a chimpanzee. <laughs> uh, th- this is even before because I loved chimps. And so when I saw that, you know, my love for apes, and, and then that, and then they started showing behind the scenes stuff. Oh my God! You use clay and, you, and and a mold of a guy's face, and you make a prosthetic and all that. <coughs> so it was going to the library. There's no Google back then, and and getting books and experimenting with stuff. And then you get to be known as the, uh, the 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 weird kid that makes the weird stuff. And uh, I started working for rock bands such as Kiss and the Tubes uh, back in the seventies uh, while I was still in high school. Wow! Uh, uh, I came down uh, here to L.A. to go to film school, um, uh, and uh, in the meantime worked at different places uh, at prop houses and so forth. Um, and uh, making custom props, and I, I've always had a different take on how to do stuff uh, differently, better, faster, um, whatever. And uh, so, you know, started to build up my reputation that way. 
Where did you grow up? Where were you born? Born? What part of the country? Born in San Francisco. Spent mm, you know most of my uh, early life in uh, Morgan Hill, California. Really? <laughs> I I grew up. Tom's uh, like I got drugged there. Yeah, I did. I grew <laughs> up in like but... like Almaden Fashion Plaza in San Jose. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was okay. r- right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went I, w- I went to school at Bellarmine in San Jose. Really? <laughs> I went to school at Pioneer. Okay. Yeah. Again, Tom's like I got laid by a girl. Who I got laid there. <laughs> I got I I did some great drugs during that I was time. I was so entrepreneurial. I mean, at, at 15, I was already making slip latex masks, selling them to uh, costume stores in San Jose. Um, and I even I was on the track team, and I built a, a like a pole vault, uh, the poles for the pole vault. I built a stand for those for my school, and then I invoiced my school. <laughs> and then, so then I got a Bank of America Entrepreneurial Award because I invoiced my school. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it's, I, I get the feeling, and, and, you know, of course, I wasn't there, but I get the feeling that um, there's... At least in my opinion, there's something different about you and a lot of the other guys that kind of came uh, onto the scene in the 80s. Uh, yeah. In that, uh, one, that entrepreneurial spirit, yeah. and two, um, you went into uh, a part of the, a part of the effects industry that just. It, it, it baffles me, and I don't know if this is the same with a lot of other artists or not. But the most, for me, I, you know, I can sculpt, I can work with silicone and latex all day long. Yes. I can draw. Yeah. You ask me to build some kind of a freaking mechanism to make the shit work, right? And, and it's like, oh, it's like telling Langley to like, hey man. I want you to go do like a, a a triple gainer off of that high board, you know. Uh, yes, I don't get it, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, uh, I would say, and and I saw that as an opportunity um, when I was working at Makeup Effects Labs uh, with Alan Apone um, and Frank Carasosa and Doug White early in the day and uh, back in the day, and that's where a lot of my colleagues. The guys that run Legacy Effects now, Alec and Tom. Uh, so many people went through Makeup Effects Labs as as a place uh, to get your first start in effects. Uh, on a movie called Evil Speak, uh, Frank Carasosa was uh, doing animatronics on a boar, fiberglass uh, under skull and these bicycle cable mechanisms, and I was like, "That's what I want to do." I've been I'm a decent sculptor. I'm a very good mold maker, a uh, very good technician. But when I saw that, I went, "Man." And he's the only one doing that. Everybody else is a sculptor, a mold maker, a painter. Um, so I started to branch off into that, um, and it, so it did did you know did me pretty well. Because even now, that concentration of, of artists and creative people in this field, it's a very small percentage who do the animatronics. Uh, I mean, do you have background in engineering? No, um, I didn't go to. Uh, I don't have any um, you know engineering degree. Uh, I'm. Uh, I have a background in figuring shit out. Ah, I like it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one, yeah. La- one last. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, in experimentation, uh, learn by doing, building blocks, failing, failing again, uh, and getting better, and and just becoming an instant expert on whatever it is that you need to find out and figure out. What's the line about fail better? 
That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. One last question about your upbringing. Who was your horror host? Was it Bob? Bob Wilkins. Oh! oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm loving you a lot, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I even I, sent him a, 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 a drawing, a, a Frankenstein drawing I did when I was like 11 years old, and, the, and it showed in a pan on, oh, you know. Oh, shit. Oh, I was so jazzed about that. I yeah, I, I interviewed Bob a couple of times, and it was just, it was literally like out of Wayne's world, me just going, yeah. man. I'm just, not worthy. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> it was just amazing. Uh, so all of this stuff is great, but i got to ask you uh, about yeah. something. Um, well, i got to mm-hmm. ask you two things. One yeah. is... Did you write your bio for the Stan Winston School? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much all true, though. Well, and the second question is... Uh, I, love the, I love the justification. <laughs> the second question is... Uh, yeah. And this has nothing to do... We go off into the weeds, Rick. This is what right. we do. Yeah, this yeah. is our specialty. I, wait, wait, remind... Okay, and then... But remind me what I left out of the bio. Uh, no, no, no. This is something that's in the okay. bio. This is something oh. that's in the bio. I want you to oh. tell me about throwing up on Charlie Sheen's boat. Okay, great. Yes, that's one of those. Oh, so that is in there. I threw up on Charlie Sheen's boat. I also Okay, I also threw up on Dwight Yoakam's boat, but that's a different story. Yeah. I like to throw up on boats. Uh, well, Take I can away. See- Don't go on boats. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, okay. Dave Anderson runs AFX. He's a brilliant um, makeup effects uh, creator, Oscar-winning makeup effects creator. Um, he grew up in Malibu with his dad, uh, Lance, and uh, Dave grew up with Charlie uh, Sheen and Emilio and all these Hollywood dudes. So uh, w- one time when we were working together, Dave said, hey, uh, we're going to go out on the boat, on Charlie's boat. You want to come? You know, you and Deb? Uh, so, okay. So uh, we went out on a day where it was a small craft warning. Okay. <laughs> That means don't go out in the fucking ocean in a small craft. And uh, uh, but you have tiger bo- blood. <laughs> I should. And so and so some of the games that we played on Charlie Sheen's boat that day were shoot the balloons, where he had like this a a, a, a Playboy playmate uh, blowing up balloons and throwing them out onto the water, and then we would fire semi-automatic pistols and, and pop the balloons. That's that's winning, winning before it was even called winning. <laughs> yeah. And then he had a case of uh, what's the most expensive champagne you can think of? What is that like? Cristal. I don't know. Cristal. Cristal. Yes, it was. It was like it was like a case of Cristal champagne, and that's what we were having mimosas with. But then, as the seas got rougher and stuff, uh, Charlie and his Playboy playmate went to below deck to uh, I don't know maybe play play checkers. Sure. Uh, sure. Yachty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Yahtzee and uh, and uh, I was getting just sicker and sicker and sicker. Uh, I would have liked to have gone in, but you know Tr- Charlie's in charge. And um, anyway, so I I, uh, I ended up just like getting more nauseous and then heaving, trying to heave over the boat. But it's got k- kind of a you know a, a grasp rail, and so I'm puking, and the wind is blowing it, and so there's puke all over the boat. And I'm embarrassed. It's like I don't want to have you know this guy to come out and think I'm a, a, an idiot or, or a weakling. So how do I hose it off? I started grabbing bottles, crystal, shaking them up, and using my thumb as a, <laughs> as, a, as a squirter to hose off the boat. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> would re- he would he would think more of me if I had gone through two bottles of Cristal and pu- puked on his boat. So sure, that, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, shit, man. I'm just christening the boat. (laughs) (laughs) What a man. What a man. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, That's that story. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Sure. Uh, Now I'm curious about what was left out of the bio. Uh, Oh, well, uh, uh, I puked on Dwight Yoakam's boat also. All right. Uh, For some reason, he rented it out. to, to showbiz people, and we did like a swimming cow, a cow on a surfboard, uh, for a commercial. Oh, and I'm sorry. Uh, I thought like you literally did the. It was like no, this is just for fun. Yeah, I, huh? <laughs> I got it. I got it. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. So we, actually, we actually used his boat, um, but uh, uh, once again, I get. I, I'm I'm a. Uh, I'm a scuba diver, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, but uh, I don't like boat uh, dives, um, very much. I'll go out and swim, you know, swim out in the ocean and do it, but uh, boat, just being on a boat. So anyway, Dwight got his uh, boat christened too. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there you go. That, uh, that that brings up a question. Yes. You're a scuba diver. Yeah. Do you hang out with Sandy Calore? <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never divin. I've never dove in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never dived with Sandy. Um, uh, He's in better shape than me, so he could probably <laughs> dive for a lot longer. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm uh, so no, we haven't we haven't uh, socialized that oh, way. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I do get I, I do get uh, jealous when he shows me like these lobster, you know, yeah. uh, that he's caught. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so I'm curious, that, I'm curious. In '82, how big of a deal was getting Slumber Party Massacre? Slumber Party Massacre. So that was. Um, I think that was a makeup effects labs deal also and they kind of gave it to me and this other guy Larry Carr and they said okay just make all the effects for it and uh, and we thought okay yeah this is just kind of a dumb Roger Georgie you know splatter effects film <coughs> and um, we didn't think much of it so we weren't that impressed by our, our, our keying it you know only later does it come out to be sort of like a, a semi-classic and uh, since the uh, uh, the writer director was a, a feminist, you know, it was hailed as a, a, a feminist uh, film uh, because the the gals, uh, you know, got the power. Well, no, they didn't. They got killed off one by one, just like every other slasher film. Right. Um, uh, until they killed the guy. Uh, uh, and I've got stories of that one too. But uh, uh, you know, it was like this is cool. This is fun. This is a fun thing to do, but not you know. No great shakes, but it's early in the in the in the career, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And it it, it it I mean, it doesn't land with the the weight of like Invaders of Mars from Mars or Aliens, but as a yeah. first gig, that ain't yeah. bad. It ain't bad. It really isn't bad, um, but because it gets remembered. Um, you know, there's some cool effects that I that I was involved in. Um, uh, so I mean, and I do have to to pay respect to that because. Uh, that let me know. I, I, I got. I learned certain lessons, important lessons for keen stuff and being on set and, and what is expected. Uh, that 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 uh, served me well. Uh, you know, moving on. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Best- I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> You're, you know, one of your early films could be Octoman. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, th- I no one's career would survive from that, right? right. You would think, but <laughs> <laughs> the uh, um, I find it. 
like I understanding the flow of a movie set, being on one really it's, helps. It's, it, it, it's illuminating. It's yeah. It's it's probably the single most important thing that you learn on your first real movie. Yeah, just the vibe and yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like oh, and and this is what that means, and you, mm-hmm. you know, this is when I can speak, and this is when I should not. And, uh, Absolutely, there's a there's a hierarchy going on, and there's a you know, you want to help another department, you learn. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mind your own business, you know. Yeah. Because you're not you're not helping me. Especially uh, if it's a union yeah. shoot. Yeah. Yes. Don't yeah. you don't you dare plug that fucking cord in. <laughs> <laughs> oh or let it, or yeah. worse, they start getting like. You know what I think this th- this story needs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just right. That's pump the, the wires. That's the only there. thing that drives me nuts on on like little indie sets is yes. like. It's not a union. Everyone's thing. a fucking auteur. Uh, well, <laughs> dude, we're, we're literally standing around 15 minutes waiting for somebody to adjust a sheet on a bed because the set dresser's outside having a cigarette. It's like, Jesus Christ. And I got yelled at so hard because I went over and moved the sheet. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, oh, we could. Right. It's like, we could shoot this now, you assholes. I got to go home. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. We were we were shooting in Philly on something. It was a commercial, and the air conditioning had gone out in this warehouse, and it was horrible. And we we uh, brought a fan, and uh, somebody had plug- unplugged the fan that was on me while I'm doing s- some puppeteering. <laughs> and I go to plug in the fan, and uh, I had the key, my own fan that I purchased, right? That I go to plug in, and and the electrician like grabs my hand, and says, "You don't touch that." And I said, "You don't touch me." Yeah. And, and so it was like all of a sudden everybody's like whipping around, like we're going to see some action. Um, and so there's some tense words and some uh, loud volume, uh, but uh, I eventually won. <laughs> I, then I really had to get pulled off. I got to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things early on that I noticed. Uh, the the, the deal on um, Freddy's Revenge, um, is that now at a point where it's your daily grind? Uh, I'm trying to place where you're at at this point. It looks like you're, what, maybe, I don't know, 10 years in to your profession. Oh, in, in, in my career? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Freddy's Revenge, um, or Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that one, I was uh, uh, I already had my own home shop that I would moonlight out of. Then uh, I was doing something, and Alec Gillis was with me. Um, so yeah, what is that? Maybe 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 six years into it, mm-hmm. um, I was working with Alec Gillis. I get a phone call from Stan saying, "Hey, could you come and help with the live cast?" And do you know, uh, yes, I can. Do you know a guy named Alec Gillis? Yes, he's right next to me. So we both started at Stan at the same time. Uh, then, and Alec and I would drive up. We would uh, carpool to Stan's. And uh, then I got a call to work on Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Hmm. And so I figured I'd do that as a moonlight deal. Um, and, uh, and I asked Alec, you know, what do you think? Should I do it? He goes, yeah, you should do it. So uh, 
I held it against him that he said, "Yeah, you should do it." When, <laughs> when I when I forgot, you know, I mean, I I started getting just getting so into the invaders from Mars or whatever the hell it was that we were doing at stands. I I completely forgot, forgot about deadlines and stuff on the nightmare thing, and so I have to admit that um, the first couple of things like this flying bird and this uh, this uh, demonic rat and a demonic cat came out like shit. Some of the worst stuff I've ever done. Um, and then I knew I was in trouble. So then I, I, I wrote uh, Alec. I said, since you said that I should do this, you need to help me. And he and I created these cool dog heads, which was you know some of the coo- cooler stuff we've done um, for that. Uh, and that was you know during Invaders from Mars mm-hmm. and uh, uh, prior to Aliens. Right, right. By, by the way, I, uh, talking about Invaders from Mars, like yeah, <clears throat> um, a lot of people shit on that movie. Um, it's a, you know, it's a remake of a sci-fi classic, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of the movie, the effects work in that movie is fucking off the chain. It is amazing. It, even down to like having the, um, the I, I don't know the the big, you know, Pac-Man looking characters. Yes. Yeah. Walk backwards. The the, the mm-hmm. performers are walking backwards so that they, they get that. Uh, that backwards bent leg that you mm-hmm. see on a dog's back yes. or a chicken, it's very cool. yeah, amazing. Like uh, I can watch that movie over and over and over again. <laughs> well, just to, that, no, it, no, Tom, I can't. <laughs> they uh, they were they were pretty cool designs in, in terms of how they you know how do you create a creature that that is uh, uh, you know um, mobile uh, and imposing uh, and not look like a guy in a suit. Yeah. So you know that's that was uh, part of the genius of Stan. <clears throat> he wanted to have big guys in suits with a uh, with a ba- wearing a backpack uh, with a little person in the backpack. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. if, if you knew that part. So um, uh, because uh, so the design was Wait, so that the little uh, okay. So so the little yeah. person is operating the, the the you know quote unquote face of this thing. No, the the little person used their feet for the mouth, and their arms were the thing's arms. And then there was like some radio controlled stuff for anything else on the face. Wow, that is crazy! That's that crazy. is awesome. Yeah. That's very uh, cool. And uh, Richard Landon and I built these backpacks, very light backpacks, customized little uh, things to uh, to go to be comfortable on the on the suit wearers and, and uh, be comfortable for the little people inside. Debbie Carrington was one of them. Mm. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, uh, loved her. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. And um, uh, uh, and then so yeah, it was pretty crazy design. And then Dave Nelson was in charge of the mechanical design on the Supreme Being, um, the Supreme Intelligence rather, uh, that was supposed to come out. And um, uh, that was kind of funny because it, it was supposed to come out all on its own. And then land on this pedestal or this throne, and uh, Stan was adamant: no cables. Gonna, we're not going to use cables. And we're saying it's going to be a lot easier if you just use cables. No, no, we're not going to do it with cables. And then so we tried it, and um, it did not work without cables. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so <laughs> cables had to be cables had to be used on the thing. And I think this was before they. Yeah, it was definitely before they even anybody ever even thought about cable or rod removal. So yeah, sure. Um, I, I just remember from that film the cool. Spinning plate under the sand, way of getting in and oh, out of the yeah. chest. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. very neat. Yeah. Um, that was cool, huh? I'll tell you. Uh, and you, 
you, I know, I'm telling, telling Langley, you've heard this story, but uh, <laughs> I met Alec and Tom on the set of AVPR, and yeah. one night I had brought my 17-year-old son along, who was had yeah. aspirations of being an artist, and yeah. uh, they both unbidden asked to see his sketchbook, and they went through it like page mm. by page, and gave him like really um, like fundamental kind of advice and nice. way, ways to go. And I always remember that, and I just thought that that goes a long way. Oh hell yeah. hell yeah! Yes, uh, absolutely. And um, and and your son. Even though he's not an effects guy, yeah, kind of uh, he is in the art world as yeah. far as the internet mm-hmm. goes. Yeah, uh, and uh, I have to imagine that that bit of validation. Well, we talk about that a lot on here, and I'm about to ask you about that about yeah. the person in your life that gave mm. you sort of validation and and I'm using air quotes now permission to yeah. be to go ahead and be what you want to be. Uh. I would say that that would have been my mom because, you know, uh, she she and my dad never really understood what the hell it was I was doing, but supported me fully in in doing it, in in making a mess of of the kitchen, baking foam latex. Um, There was a a work shed down the hill from where we lived, and and I turned that into a whole lab. Um, Wait, wait, this wasn't wasn't your parents' work shed? It was just some... Oh no! It was it was on it was it was a it was a workshop that was on our property. Okay, okay. It had, it had, it had been there on the property since before <laughs> we built the house. Yeah, yeah. We just took over somebody else's place. Yeah, Lenny uh, has yeah. visions of you squatting. I in totally do. Like, like right. it's like, yeah. hey man, I must make art. Here's a garage no one's using. <laughs> it, it's mine. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, honestly, uh, Dick Smith, uh, mm. uh, a huge influence, and uh, he would take my calls. And uh, and I would ask him stuff, and he would he would tell me, and I got used to that uh, that generosity from him. Uh, something that I didn't get from some other Hollywood makeup artists that I would call, sure. um, because they were probably just getting bothered with their phones ringing off the hook from idiots like me. Um, uh, so so that's a uh, you know permission and uh, and the freedom to roam from my parents, the uh, uh, the advice uh, and uh, the encouragement from Dick Smith. Um, and uh, and then the number th- three thing would just be me always doing it the way uh, with either blinders on or just being so s- damn stubborn. I'm going to do it my own way, and if someone tells me I can't, that means uh, you've just made me want to work even harder for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's how you get that out of the box stuff. Absolutely. Where, every, where everyone's having that group think, it's yeah. the guy that's able to see beyond the box. Right. That's that, that yeah. worth his weight in gold. Uh, y- you know, talking about Dick Smith's generosity, uh, yeah. and I say this uh, to a lot of the people who come on here because it's true. Um, yeah. beca- and I think it's because Dick Smith was so generous. Um, you guys are the same. I, I have literally sent Rick messages saying, I don't understand this. <laughs> and, then, and then Rick, like, Sends me to like links. It's like, look, here's the basic mechanics of the physics of how this particular type of thing works, you know. Yeah. And yeah. it's invaluable. And, and uh, uh, so I want to thank you for that. Well, uh, you're welcome. Welcome. You you obviously caught me on good days. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and honestly, uh, you know, sometimes I've met c- celebrities, and I really wanted to like them to like me and me to like them, and they uh, they were shitty to me, maybe. Yeah. And 
and, but I, I've always thought, you know what, maybe he was having a bad day. Yeah. Um, and so I, I know that there are some people, uh, I get a lot of requests for info, and, and I'm not always uh, as my best at it. Uh, and some I ignore, and some some I uh, um, uh, I don't to treat too well, depending on how I'm feeling. Who fucked me over that day? You're next, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're paying for it. Uh, but I, I, you know, in general, I try I try to be um, generous with that myself. Right. I mean, because after all, who has a creator womb with fetal view canal on his <laughs> resume? <laughs> For Nightmare Five, the Dream Child. Yes, uh, honey, I'm doing research. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm also Freddy in that scene. Are you really? I'm one of the few people to pr- play Freddy Krueger and be photographed doing it. Nice. Rick's been on screen a few times. Rick, yes. Rick was Pizza the Hut. I was. <laughs> I was. This is the greatest resume ever. <laughs> I, and I was Pizza the Hut, and I was also one of the apes on horseback at the end. Yes, you were. Yeah. That's a big deal, man. Yeah, that's, kind of, that's really cool. It, I, mean, I mean, like, it's, you know, I mean, on the one hand, it's it's not what you do. But it's like, it's kind of like when Tim Gore was in Hellboy or Hellboy 2. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he, and he walks by and he says, you're an ugly motherfucker, or whatever he says. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... That's you know if you're working yeah. behind the scenes that kind of stuff is gold. I, I think P- uh, Pizza the Hut can get you at least a booth at a convention selling pictures of them oh. signings I, and I'm hoping so. I mean Mark Wilson gets um you know uh he gets a booth for for being in the Slimer outfit. That's right, uh, right. So <laughs> I'm gonna start charging three three bucks a, a, a three. An They're like twenty. <laughs> it's amazing there. I, the the we've talked about that before. The whole convention uh, VIP packages of right. signings. Oh my god! My my stepdaughter is going to a convention. I like soon, yes. and uh, I I, I want to say I don't know Tom Hiddleston and oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Loki oh, nice. and, Loki and Spider Man and Thor are going to be there. And dude, they're like. It's like it's hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. <laughs> Man. Yeah. My, like, favorite, my favorite is that one of the um, actress actresses was charging $10 <laughs> for a meet and greet. Yeah. And um, as I'm standing there watching, mm. I watch a guy hand someone $10, and she shakes his hand and goes, Hello. <laughs> and there you go. Boom. <laughs> Ba-boom. Move on. <laughs> Hello. Don't wash that hand, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, um, at the last Monster Palooza, uh, Daphne Zuniga was uh, had a booth, and um, I just wanted to go up and say hello. Um, uh, God, do you remember me from thirty years ago when we both worked on Spaceballs? Yeah. And and uh, and uh, of course I remembered her, and and she remembered me, uh, and so we traded some quips and some, um, uh, you know, Mel Brooks stories. Sure. And. Uh, and she said, you, at the end, she goes, well, do, you wanna, do you want an autograph? I said, uh, sure. I mean, I didn't come over there for it. And then, then she signed it and gave it to me. And then I was like, okay, thanks. And then I was walking around. I was, I was going like, was I supposed to pay her 30 bucks? <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we can go on with that. I have still hundreds of those stories. <laughs> I don't want to go involved with that. 
but I, I will say that I remember at a Fangoria convention in LA, um, Roddy McDowell signing things until his arm fell off. Wow. You know, and wow. That, yeah. For, for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. And Anthony Perkins, too. Just signing yeah. for hours. Just because that's a thing you do for the fans. Yeah. Remember, it used to be, I, I always tell people, it used to be called giving back to the fans. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Back in the yeah. old days. Back when Jack Benny was king. Well, that's right. <laughs> Man. Um, <laughs> speaking of space balls, uh,. <laughs> It, IMDb lists barf ear animatronics. So that's that's you solely worked on John Candy's ears. That was my that was my big thing. Um, Ken Diaz, uh, a makeup artist, um, <clears throat> called me up uh, to uh, uh, to do barf's ears. He said John Candy needs these ears that move around, very mobile. They're supposed to perk up. They're supposed to make him look sad. You know, they're supposed to react with his emotions. And so uh, I said, okay, it sounds cool. And he gave me a head cast, and I made two different versions of the ears. One was like a uh, a cable-controlled one where you had to walk behind him with all these cables hanging off. And the other one was wireless. It was radio-controlled. And just for the ease of operation, we went with the radio control the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, sure, that's what I would do is I would sit in the uh, um, uh, makeup room, uh, while they made up John Candy, and we would all just tell stories and laugh and play music, because uh, he was the most awesome person. Um, and uh, Ken's also funny, and and uh, so is uh, Ben Nye Jr. Um, and then, uh, you know, when he was all made up, I'd go on set and I'd have my radio control and I would operate his ears. And Mel would tell me to n- knock it off. You know, what's with all the ears? <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to upstage every actor, including John, with my ear movements. Yeah, and I'd have to wait until Uncle Mel was looking away, and then I'd move him a little more. Yeah. What's my ears' motivation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to not move so much. I love, um, I love that. Present day, Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks they have dinner together every night, and they watch Jeopardy. Yeah, if you there's a great episode of uh, comedians in cars getting yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they just yeah. they do it every night, and I just that's just amazing. It's, it's that's so wild, and uh, t- the, the that's probably one of the biggest gifts uh, I ever had uh, was to be able to work on that movie with John Candy, with Mel Brooks directing. Um, uh, you know, a dream come true, um, uh, glory days, glory days, and uh, um, and he was uh, he was funnier on set than. You know, then the material was in the movie, if you can believe that. Wow! Oh, absolutely! I I yeah. totally believe that. It, like, I I think that yeah. that's often the case. And I, and I yeah. see that as a theme, sort of running through what I'm looking at here. Um, um, uh, uh, animatronic eye supervisor. It's like very specific, but it's very. It's like clearly something that no one else is is is. Right. Well, doing. yeah. It, Rick, is this correct? In in the heyday of of you know all all this stuff, yeah. uh, when everybody kind of first when animatronics first started replacing stop motion or whatever else was that was being used, right? Uh, you wore all the hats, right? You made molds, you ran you know skins, you you came up with the uh, mechanics and so on and so forth. And then as time sure. went on, it's become more and more specialized, yes? That's for sure. Um, uh, now you've got, uh, I mean, I still, when I make stuff, I still like it to be very integrated. 
Um, uh, it depends on the project. It depends on the creature design. Uh, but yeah, you can have it pass through um, hands, uh, and you do something in a certain department, and then you don't even see it anymore. Um, as I tell people, uh, somebody wanted to buy a puppet from me uh, and then take it away, and I said we don't do it that way. You talk to somebody else because if I'm going to build a puppet, I'm going to I'm going to help create it, and I'm going to be the one that knows how to bring it to life. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm not there, then it's not going to come to life, and and it's uh, it's not going to show my uh, work to its best uh, of its abilities. So, it's so you know, yeah. It's interesting. We had Scott Land on, and he said the same thing. Right. Very, mm-hmm. very, yeah. Very it's very like, similar. look, I can. Yeah. It, yeah. You can't. I'm going to make a marionette, and then you're going to give it to somebody I, and else. I, it's no. al- it's almost like with these, like when people come to get him, the, yeah. the puppets he does make for people. Yeah. You can yeah. see that they're there for a few days, and he's. He's like, here you go. He's like, look, I got uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't take his yeah. hand off the bike until he's he's it, satisfied. I think that's great. He's satisfied that they're going to treat it well. That's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, Scotland is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to ask just briefly, I, I almost don't want to ask this. Um, oh, totally. What <laughs> pros- You made prosthetics for Zach and Mary make a porno. Do I want to know what the answer to that is? <laughs> I want to know what the answer to that is. That that is my infamous long balls. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's where the long balls came from. Uh, the the uh, the uh, art director on that show was somebody I'd worked with in Philly, uh, Ratface Holzman. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah, so, yeah yeah. So Ratface. So he said, "Hey, well, I'm doing this Kevin Smith movie, and Jason Mewes is supposed to be wearing like this." Uh, R2-D2 costume, and then he opens a hatch, and you can see his balls hanging. But Kevin wants the balls to be, like, really long. And so <laughs> we made a pair of really long hanging testicles, and uh, so we made a, a couple pair. We sent one to them. Um, I didn't need to puppeteer them, so I was able to send my long balls away. Uh, and then I kept another pair, and I had just have them in a, in a drawer at the office, and I pulled them out <laughs> at opportune moments. I, sure. I do. I'm wondering, well, I know what I would do. Wait, 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 wait. I know what I would do. I would cast my own balls. <laughs> you don't have to answer that if well, you don't you, want to. Was, some people don't have the balls for that, time. <laughs> right. Right. The, the answer to how do I cast my own balls is don't. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Don't I remember a tutorial about casting your own balls, Rick? Yeah, yeah that's what I did, like a parody thing. Th- um, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going to go. It's in response to all of these YouTube, you know, expert makeup videos, how-to. Right. Right. And so I, I thought I would, uh, you know, my character was just like kind of this dull, slow-moving guy talking about uh, these and, and not even knowing what the materials were. And then I and I looked like I was casting my nuts. And then my wife happened to walk in. <laughs> and, and what the hell are you doing? And, you know. Um, I'm uh, casting and, my balls. I'm casting, yeah. And then, the, and then, and then I made a, a smash cut to a bunch of bloody paper towels on the uh, <laughs> on the table. Didn't I? Didn't I remember like you, like you were uh, using like plaster? <laughs> yeah, using like acrylic or some other, you know, yeah, See, something that you're not supposed to use. This is awesome. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to think about walking into the room. What's worse, your husband with his balls <laughs> in a cup of plaster? Right. Or your husband meticulously sculpting balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Either either way, you, yeah. know, you, you go. Did I make the right decision? Either way, it's <laughs> counseling. <laughs> Therapy is needed in yeah. any case. Absolutely. 
That's a lot of fun, but I want to ask you a serious question. <laughs> yes. You went to uh, Loyola, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Marymount University. Uh, what was your degree? Like, what, what did you major in? Uh, film and communication arts. That was my major. With that said, was there ever a point that you wanted to be uh, a director? Where you were going to wait tables until you became a director? <clears throat> at film school at the time, that's what I thought I would end up doing. Um, however, by the time I was in film school, I already had, uh, and again, I've always got to have a shop. I was renting uh, a garage just off campus, literally off campus, from an, uh, a nice old lady named Mrs. Keeney. And I set up a shop in that garage, and, and I would I would continue making custom stuff for slasher films or TV shows while I was going to school. And um, uh, I made my own films there. Um, but as I got into it and got, you know, waiting tables, I didn't have to wait tables. I was working at prop shops and making custom stuff and making good money. Uh, but when I started going on set, I started seeing uh, what the respon- responsibilities were for a director. I think I'm too lazy for that. Um, I think uh, having so many things going on in your head, such as what is the music going to be on this? You know, how, are, are these actors being treated, uh, you know, well? Uh, are the, uh, how do I communicate what I want to get out of them? Oh, and by the way, oh, here's the costumes I want them to wear, and here's what the set dressing has to be. Um, I don't think I would be any good at that. It's too much for me to think about. It, 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 sometimes I think being a, a director... Uh, unless you're of a certain breed, yes, yeah. is almost kind of like you know, jack of all trades, but yeah. master at none. Mm-hmm. And and yes, yes, that's, that's why you surround yourself with all these amazing people. Yeah, you're really good at herding cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I find it amusing. I'm just looking at this page, and words keep popping out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I'm looking, going up, dead heat, chicken animator. Outbreak, Monkey Creator, Shrek yep. Musical Dragon, um, yep. Radio Flyer Buffalo, so yep. Sandlot yep. Dog. I was going to bring this up. <laughs> yeah. If Rick Baker is the ape guy, yeah, and Stan Winston is the robot and dinosaur guy, yeah, are you the animal guy? That Just doesn't the animal. Ch- hold on, general. that doesn't. That reads bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a member of MS13. Um, <clears throat> Uh, probably I'm the animal guy. I mean, I made yeah. I made uh, uh, very realistic uh, elephants for Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah. Um, you know the giant uh, uh, buffalo uh, for uh, Radio Flyer. Uh, yeah. So I've been asked and have done a lot of successful, you know, real either realistic animals or or whimsical animals. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, as long as it's a different animal each time. Again, you know, snake. Don't say, don't, I don't, don't say the S word. Um, and but you know uh, anything else? You know I'll do a platypus. I'll do an. I've done an anteater. Um, yeah. uh, I've never done a rhino. I would love to do a rhino. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that guy's name? There's a great guy on Facebook, Walter Bibby. Bibby. Uh-huh. He's a sculptor. He did this. 15 foot Kodiak bear for Ooh. some thing like a museum or something. Yeah, I want to say his his name is Walter Bibby. Look him up. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, he's okay. great. Um, yeah. Oh, you you made puppets of Kurt Russell and Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. And um, Steve. Um, 
God bless it. What's his last name? Uh, Buscemi. Buscemi. Steve, Steve Buscemi. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, we made these mi- miniature uh, quarter scale uh, uh, puppets. Uh-huh. Are they quarter scale? Quarter scale or smaller? I forget. Uh, uh, these hang gliding puppets for um, the escape yeah. from uh, escape from L.A. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was cool. So that you know, I mean, oh my God, you get to go meet the guy. Uh, you know, the computer uh, that wore tennis shoes, uh, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. You know. Uh, even by that time, he was he was a legend, yeah. uh, and to, and to meet with Pam Greer, oh my God, just beautiful uh, and uh, that's the one, yeah, she's uh, as sexy as ever yeah. and as down to earth and nice, uh, you know, uh, as as you could think of, um, where there's plenty of actresses who who, uh, who uh, ha- have a particular beauty and they uh, they don't want to be talking to the little people, sure. Uh, and and she, uh, you know, whether you were running a craft service table or or, or uh, being a PA or or uh, measuring her for a, a puppet, she was, uh, uh, you know, very sweet to everyone. That's awesome. That's yeah. it's, it's it's so good to hear those stories because we all hear the stories, you know, the the horror stories, like you know, like when I yeah. met Mickey Rooney, you know, like <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> no. Bad, bad day for Mickey Rooney that day, and unfortunately for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm curious. I notice as from about 2013 on, I see a lot of TV showing up. Yeah. Do you prefer? Is there a one that you prefer between working on in features and working on TV? Um, I don't like. Mm, I prefer features than to TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, that, is it because it's more time? Uh, yeah, it's usually more time, and uh, again, uh, usually more people see it. You know, uh, any TV episode you work on becomes one of a hundred thousand episodes of TV that people could possibly watch. Um, so, so uh, unless you have like some sort of continuing thing, uh, uh, such as uh, you know Justin Rawley and Fractured Effects have on Westworld, you mm-hmm. know, that would be a, 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 a it must be an awesome gig for him. I hope it is. Um, that you can uh, something to be proud of, uh, but just single episode stuff. You know, again, I do it if I've got nothing else going, and I I see yes, I don't I don't say no to anybody unless they clearly don't have the money uh, or I, I'm clearly too busy. It's true. You know, we talk about we we talk about these amazing effects moments in films, <clears throat> but we don't really do that with television it's shows. Starting to be we that talk way. about the television show in general. Yeah. Oh, the effects yeah. on that show were great, but we don't cite a moment, whereas we'll always cite um, the transformation sequence in American Werewolf in London, for right. example. Or, yes, yes. Or the first reveal of the apes in Planet of the Apes, etc., etc. Exactly. And TV doesn't have the usually doesn't have the schedule or the budget to do stuff that is that is going to uh, compete with the film quality. Sure. Right. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's not writ large, right? Right, there, exactly. There, there, there's not a need for it, that much of an attention to detail because it's right. not 20 feet high on a side And with of cable room. now, we've got right. these, like, this, it, just like in films, we have this wide range where... Yes. There's not a lot of middle ground, mm-hmm. so you know you're either mm-hmm. working on something that's a little, little teeny tiny budget, or you're yeah. working on something that's got a huge budget, right? You know, yes, uh, yeah. And uh, you know, I think about those stories that John Dodds told us about working on monsters, for mm-hmm. example. You know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. The, uh, those were fun. You know, those uh, the and and it's the 
the show is called Monsters, and every episode had a different monster, a different effects artist. And so you knew you were competing and, you know, trying to compete in quality uh, with some of the other people, uh, you know, seeing how many episodes you could get. And, you know, Dick Smith was the consultant on it. Um, although by that time, Dick Smith really didn't have much to say to any of us when we were working on it. Sure. Mm-hmm. He got a consultant paycheck, and he you, uh, you got yeah. like you got like a few grand, right? To to do okay. Here's like it like it didn't yeah. matter what the script said. It's like here is your effects budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was probably I think it was the same effects budget every time. You know, yeah. um, I, and I can't remember what that dollar number uh, was, but it was uh, you know it was it was low, and you were just uh, doing it uh, to you know if you broke up broke even great, but, but it gave you some exposure sure. and and get, uh, an opportunity to have some fun. Plus, I would think with a guy that does what you do, it's it's we need this this shot, and and this is how we're going to get it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, it's it's not like the the makeup that's going to uh, creature makeup design that's going to be. This is now who Martian Manhunter is. Right, example. right, right. It's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, not, so, yeah, it's not meant to last very long. Right. We, we need this crocodile for. Yeah. Um, by the way, that was freaking awesome. That Verizon was it an alligator or a crocodile? Alligator, yeah. Alligator, yeah. That thing was great, man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we made that for that commercial. Uh, well, actually, hold on. We did a Bud commercial with a gator, uh, and so we made a puppeteered alligator, and that was foam latex, and that had long since deteriorated, but we still had the mold. So when the uh, uh, Verizon commercial came up, we used the same mold, only made a silicone alligator put in these pneumatic actuators to make it really thrash, uh, because uh, it had to be in water. And once you know, once you're in water, uh, try doing a workout in water, right? There's all these resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why the the emotions had to be so powerful because they had to work against the resistance of water. Um, so that was a pretty cool uh, uh, mechanism. And then we used it again on some. Some other commercial, and then when we opened up, it, everything was rusted inside, so we had to replace most of it, uh, you know, and do some surgery and put it back together for the ne- next commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alligators, <laughs> Crocs, frightening, <laughs> absolutely frightening. Just saying. Well, they're 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 prehistoric animals that eat people. I just yes, dude, yeah. I just saw there was a lady in Florida who got killed mm-hmm. by an alligator. She was walking yep. her dog. Yeah, they found her arm inside the the gator. That's nuts. Wow. <laughs> it's like Jesus. it's like finding the license plate and you know the arm and yeah, the, right. The, well, the and Jaws. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, this is why I don't go out in the ocean. I'm like <laughs> I'm sure it's amazing, <laughs> but this, this last week there was a one of those viral videos going around of a snake they cut open, and there was a oh, seventeen yeah. year old in Thailand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, the one I, I like is I saw some video of a, of a of a of a alligator crossing a river, and there's a, a raccoon standing upright, yeah, taking a ride on the. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe is this, is that CG or is it real? Either way, it's fun. I, I don't know. Say, yeah. Wait, yeah. is the raccoon like come at me, bro? No, just standing on it, like he's looking. Yeah, more he's concerned. Oh, okay. More concerned with what's on the other shore. Yeah, they, they exactly. Can, um, it's like Washington crossing. The I'll tell you what. <laughs> I know, right? Um... Uh, the there's a video of a croc caught in the middle of a pod of hippos. Oh, oh yeah, and it's yeah. wild. That, it's does wild. it make yeah. it? 
No. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't look like it's going well, it goes well for Wally Gator. <laughs> um, let me see. Where was I at? Uh, I'm interested in your your work on Willard. Mm-hmm. Um, that film is actually way better than it probably should be. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, tell me about that. Was it is it mostly just animatronic rats? Uh, what did we do on that one? We did uh, um, we did both animatronic rats and then dead floppy rats, mm. and then we did then we did scene filling rats. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and whenever you have to build something uh, to populate a scene, uh, I always break it up into heroes, yeah. mid you know four or foregrounds, midgrounds, and backgrounds, and so those those will have various levels of quality to them. So we made just tons and tons of background rats, mm-hmm. which were of the of the lowest quality, but again, in a mass, in the back of a shot, they look like rats, and you can't tell tell them apart. Uh, and then when they're in the midground, you know they're a, 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 of a better quality. Right. Uh, and then then the foreground ones were the either the animatronic ones or the or the limp ones that have you know been attacked and died. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. the effects guy on Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Talk, very very similar idea. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Based on how far are you away sure. from the camera? If you're far yeah. enough from the camera, you just get some paint shit on your face. On you, yeah. yeah, right, or an over, a pullover mask like yeah. they used to do mm-hmm. on planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, it, and it's funny. I, uh, a lot of people in production don't get that concept. You know, if there's multiples of something that that we don't have to finish all of them to 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 the nth degree, mm-hmm. um, or as I call it, I said I said, do you ever remember seeing the back of the western set? <laughs> right? Yeah. Go and look at a western scene. Now go around the back and you'll see it. it's all bare, bare pine and plywood. Yeah. So if you're not going to shoot it, don't build it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and how much of it, though, do you see so many times people working on stuff that you go, no one's ever going to see Nobody's ever going to see that, yeah. Nobody's yeah. ever going to see that. Um, yeah. Something that you do that is amazing and hilarious and eye-opening is that you freely share... Um, ridiculous emails and letters that come into you as as uh, um, as requests <laughs> from producers. Yes, yes, I, I love doing that. Uh, it's amazing. It, it spotlights this disconnect between um, you know the powers that be and yeah. and the artists. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Can right. you can you think of one of your favorite ones of those? Um. It's. Let me see. I mean, it. Uh, some of them, I like to like go, a boom, and drop the mic, and then they go away. Right. Other other ones are more enjoyable because then they get a little testy, and they go, oh well, mm-hmm, you shouldn't say, you shouldn't talk like that to somebody, and then I come back at them again and I say, well, you shouldn't ask stupid shit, and uh, so. <laughs> so so uh, my fa- you you know you couldn't ask me my favorite movie or my favorite song because there's just so many to choose from, um, but uh, I d- I was inspired by uh, this Australian guy David, I forget his last name, and he wrote these books uh, about uh, uh, basically pranking people with these emails or they would call him with legitimate uh, stuff and then he would give them prank answers as to why he wouldn't. Uh, and go off, and so that's my inspiration for this: is to is to at least try to uh, 
teach them something or, or have fun at their expense, or if they can laugh with me, great. But even better uh, for me to uh, um, put them out, and I don't. I usually strip away the identifying information. Right. All my all my posts are public, so people say, you know, aren't you worried about somebody looking at that? And I'm not because if they see how many people also weigh in uh, and say what a ridiculous situation, then maybe they'll think next time they communicate with somebody uh, before ask, uh, you know requesting ridiculous shit for ridiculous reasons. It's a teaching moment. Yeah. It's a teaching moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a public service. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, just the other day, you know, somebody asked, you know, do I have a beaver? Um, well, do yeah. I have a beaver? Beaver. And I thought, you're not supposed to ask that these days. Not in this era. Um, yeah. uh, and, uh, uh, and, and, and here's the thing. It was from somebody from a, a CG company, and they didn't have the budget to uh, use an animatronic. They just wanted to rent one if I had one so they could scan the fur. Yeah, wow. It's like, so they just wanted me to supply the rope so I could hang myself with it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, and so, uh, so anyway, I, I wrote her a, a, a response that said uh, that I had made a beaver at one time uh, for Hook, for Spielberg, and Spielberg told me that I had a nice beaver. <laughs> Um, but that uh, you know, foam latex things like that uh, don't age well, like myself, uh, and they deteriorate. Yeah. Um, but I said that I have dreams sometimes where I'm flying and I have a nice beaver again, and every <laughs> everybody wants to pet it and touch everybody it. Everybody wants I, to stroke my beaver. <laughs> sure. But then I w then I wake up and Trump is our president. <laughs> no beaver. And and, and and that particular uh, lady was really. Um, uh, she had. It, it, she appreciated your re your reply. Yes, she 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 saw it as as tongue in cheek, um, and that that is nice when people do that. Um, because because other yeah. people fucking get in a, a war of words with you, or they try to, don't they? Yes, exactly. Um, uh, and sometimes I, I, and I and I totally recognize. Sometimes it is people caught in the middle. Um, they're higher ups, the producers at these companies tell these people to give effects companies a call and give them the minimum of information. They just want their numbers. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, you know, well, I just need the number. Well, okay, but before I give you the number, I need a bunch of information so I can have my number be, well, I just need a ballpark. Okay, now this is turning into your needs, uh, trumping my needs, you know? Uh, and so suddenly it sounds like you need me pretty badly. You're not going to pay me anything, are you? You know, you right. want my expertise. You want you. You need this price in order to uh, bring it to somebody, so you land the job. Mm -hmm. um, I'm basically consulting for free. Um, and when I uh, sometimes I've said uh, that sounds like a great thing to consult on. Uh, so my consulting fee is sixty dollars an hour. Uh, so uh, how do you want to do it, PayPal or <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's and that's across the board, right? Artists get treated like this yeah. all, all across the board it's like hey man can you do this you know can you draw this for me I'm like well yeah can you you know give me 50 mm -hmm. bucks you know yes and uh, they're like oh and and they 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 act surprised or butthurt that like mm -hmm. you that you're wanting yeah. compensation My yeah 
for your something that you're talented doing. Right. Yeah. That you went to yeah. school for, for God's sake. The, there's yeah. the there was the meme about like it'll but it'll only take you a minute to draw it. It's all yeah, but it, you're you're not paying for the minute it takes to draw it. You're paying for the forty years it took that to get to be able to draw it. In right. A exactly. In a minute. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or yes. you're paying for the 40 years that you're going to use this fucking logo to, <laughs> <laughs> to sell your product. You know? Exactly, exactly. It's it's a constant struggle, and and the uh, the internet has made the, it has made it worse because it's commodified everything, and it, and it's kind of like I don't know. Uh, I used to uh, just exist sort of in a field of of, of what I would call elite effects artists. Right, yeah. uh, and and this is not to demean anyone, but uh, all of a sudden on my feed, I've got a lot of people who who do haunts, you know, um, uh, who do haunted houses and stuff, mm-hmm. and that's cool that they do it, but it's 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 really not on the same level, you know. Right. right. And and if I see somebody posting some sculpture and they go. Uh, work in progress, but I think I'm done with it, and it looks like a piece of shit. I just unfollow them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't feel, no, don't feel bad about that. Because <laughs> well, why why feel the momentary conflict of uh, someone should tell them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's not going to be me today. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not like this is my buddy that I grew up with, or yeah, just, you, you know, it's yes, yeah. some rando. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Joe Average. I, 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 I have I have suspicions about people who want to friend me. I do too. You know, it's like why do you, okay, why do you want to be my friend? My posts are public already. I get uh you know, do you uh and a lot of people friend me and then they go, Hey, so uh got a job? Yeah. yeah. It's like well, that's that, that's what that was for. I um, I get a lot of like, hey, can I send you my C D slash movie slash Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Will you will you write a review of and then I have to imagine your response, Tom, is that you don't want me to write. No, a you don't want to review for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, do, do you see how I argue with people? Am I really the person you want to be a friend with, or, or are you just you know signing up as friends so you can argue with me, which would be fun too. So. Yeah, that's, that's, normally that's, that's, I, I will look at like how many friends do we have in common? When was the last time you posted? Right. Yeah. And maybe what have you done? Yeah. Right. You know, right. Um, I'll look at you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you working on now? <clears throat> right now, uh, I'm working on a cool thing. This is the Magic Wheelchair Organization. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, every you know, uh, well, not just at San Diego Comic Con, but for quite a few cons during the year, um, these kids who are uh, uh, in wheelchairs, this charity will build a fantasy wheelchair. Costume, if you will, it's a it's a decoration that they'll go with the wheelchair, to be either powered by the wheelchair or passively go with the wheelchair. And some of the creations that he, that they've done are just wonderful, and it puts a huge smile on kids' eyes, and it just brings tears to your eyes mm. that they get to be the cool kid with this awesome ride now. Yeah. Uh, and and so I last year it came up that somebody kind of screwed up on it somebody who had volunteered and didn't follow through and that got me pretty upset mm-hmm. uh and i and uh so in and then in talking to the people going, well who, who was this and what why would it why did why would they do this then i got roped into doing it myself this year so i should just shut up in the future um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but 
Fat chance. You'll yeah. take all that back when you see that kid's face. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I, it. It's like it's like yeah. pimp my ride for, for yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my, I, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you doing a fundraiser or anything like that to to help with the project or? Um, I've done. I've shared um, uh, a donate to, uh, but I guess you have to actually uh, keep it on top of that and do it like every week or something. Um, in order to get more. So I, I, I posted something, and some people have donated to it, uh, but I've also posted and gotten people c- to come in and, and help volunteer their time, which is great. Yeah. You know, uh, these are people that, that I would normally love to have in or do have in to work f- with me on projects, but since I'm not getting paid, they're not getting paid. It's all for this charity, uh, so it's all donated. Some people are donating, uh, giving discounts on materials. Some people are uh, donating equipment. For a great cause. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at you. You're altruistic and shit. What a philanthropist I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's philanthropy. It's philanthropy. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not just you know, it's not just plunking down a thousand dollar check or something. It's it's actually putting more than that's worth in time to something, mm-hmm. and that it, it's something I'm pr- I'm very proud of. Yeah. yeah, as well you should be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I look forward to uh, that. You're working on one particular wheelchair, right? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Th- and this one will be all of, all the ones for this upcoming San Diego Comic Con, and is it July, August? No, I forget. Uh, is um, Star Wars themed, uh, and uh, I am building animatronic porgs uh, that will populate yeah. a porg mobile. Dude, awesome. that'll be. Yeah, oh my awesome. god! Can you imagine? I know a, a little kid, kid, and there's little. I know, I know, forty-year-olds like, that would be all over. Oh my this. god! Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hey, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. We will definitely be inviting you back. Gotta, sure. gotta have you back. Didn't talk about the fact that your shop has been in existence from 1986 until now. That's insane. Yeah, um, it's it's one of the longer ones. I mean, yeah. Stan is no longer around. Rick Baker's is, is closed down. Um, and uh, Makeup Effects Labs, though, I think is still around. But, uh, yeah, that's something I can, you know, um, uh, I don't know. That and, you know, $5 will give me a cup of coffee at uh, Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because remember, you got to buy coffee there. Yeah, well, not, right. at, not at my Starbucks. <laughs> Five bucks won't get you anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely be right. inviting you back Thank here. you so Thank much, you. Rick. Greatly appreciate Welcome. it. We're Thank you, guys. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just one second. Uh, We're coming back on the air after an interruption due to technical problems.
don't you hear me? We've got to go out and get him. Please! We have got to go get Johnny! You don't get yourself a club or a show. Beat him or burn him. Make what please. You don't get yourself a club or a show. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. You don't get yourself a Alright, so, dude, I... Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so funny and so on point, you know? Yeah, and you, you, I think Rick's one of those guys that sometimes, because he's so funny, um, people forget the big contributions that he's made, yeah. you know, and in, in the industry. Um, we didn't talk about it, but, you know, Rick's the guy who made the uh, the, the mechanism that got the, 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 the crawling um, face hugger in Aliens. Oh, which was really? A, yeah. So can ask him about what yeah, he did on yeah, Aliens. And so, yeah, like Very cool. We'll have to have a lot of great stuff yeah, that yeah, this yeah. guy's done. Plus, I just, uh, he's hilarious. Yeah. That, that goes a lot. Uh, let's see, second hour stuff. I have a ton of stuff, and we're going to try to get through it pretty darn quick. Um, a lot of deaths this week. <clears throat> Number one, uh, Bill Samoth, talent manager for Dolly Parton, Cher, and Joan Rivers. Ah. Um, I'm guessing by the Joan Rivers and Cher thing, he, he was, as I recall, he was pretty old. Uh, Martin Bregman, he was a talent manager and producer. He produced Scarface, Dog Day Afternoon, Carlito's Way. Wow. That kind of stuff. Sure. Big Van Vader, wrestler, WCW, w, old WWF. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, wore that, wore a uh, mask. Yeah, weird yeah, mask, yeah. 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 Uh, Go Fig, he died of a heart attack. Uh, okay. Um, Big guy. Um, Triple Extension, I think his name is. He's a rapper. He's XXX. XXX Extension. XX, yeah. Uh, uh, 20 years old, man. Yeah. 20 years old. Gunned down in Florida. Somebody shot him. And then th- during his funeral or he, uh, a memorial service, right. the crowd erupted into a riot. They were tossing cars and really misbehaving in a big he's area. one of these he, he's he's part of there's there's kind of this new crowd you know gangster rap has kind of kind of gone away mm-hmm. at, at least as it was compared to what was happening in the 80s yeah <clears throat> and he's one of these really young dudes that is seems hell bent on bringing it back like mm. he, he sang about being a, uh, a blood all the time okay like that was like that was his big thing wow um, I'll have to listen <clears throat> to some so and he 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 was also notable because he's one of the first big, you know, we have these alternative methods of listening to music now. He he was a he was a SoundCloud star. Okay. Which I didn't even know there was such a thing. I didn't either. Um, but yeah, that that was like where Makes he sense. got his fame, you know. Um, so hopefully we're not seeing an ushering in of that kind of shenanigans again. Shenanigans, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, gonna skip that one. I'll come back to that. Richard Allen Greensburg. He was a title designer for films like yeah. Alien, Superman, The Matrix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Uh, these next three were fairly big. Charles Krauthammer, p- political pundit, um, had been in a wheelchair for a long time, mm-hmm. um, even though he was a talking head on TV. And they announced uh, that he was going to be leaving his column. Wrote his last column a week ago, and was and died the other day. Wow. Um, Vinnie Paul, drummer for Pantera. Man. Yeah, young, fifty uh, something. Yeah, uh, brother of Dimebag Daryl, who mm-hmm. was 
executed on yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a you know that's a that's a big loss for the the metal world mm -hmm. and relatively young. Yeah, yeah. As I recall, he, I want to say he was in his early to mid fifties. Yeah, which for a rocker is still I vital. Don't, I at least so far I haven't haven't seen Cause of Death, but I but I haven't read a lot of stuff. Either, uh, so. no, I didn't write it down. Yeah. I didn't write it down. And then finally, um, who knew that this would have such an effect on people? Coco the Gorilla. Man, that, yeah, yeah. That like, you know, on one hand. It's like it's like, you know, we talk a lot about it, th these folks who who go away and they're in their 80s and 90s and and we're like, you know, well we're not we can't be too sad because they had a long, mm -hmm. you know, health fulfilling life, and the same is true of Coco. Coco was 46. Yeah. Gorillas don't live much longer. Live as long as humans yeah. do. Yeah. But man, you know, because there's uh, here's an animal that was able to communicate with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On a human and level, and not just because I remember at the time it wasn't they thought, Oh, it's a it, trick, no, it's a party right. trick. No, this thing was communicating. And if you doubt that, there's some video footage of how she was. She had a cat. Yes. And the whole thing, the cat got out and got run over, and them having to tell her that her pet was dead. Yeah. That wasn't just that wasn't a party no, trick, man. No, it was no, no. heartbreaking. That, yeah. I, I'm reminded of that video of. Of Coco meeting Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Oh my yeah, God. that is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's incredibly sad because here here is it's essentially it it, it at least it feels like a person, mm -hmm. but without all the baggage that human beings carry mm -hmm. the the artifice the the guile all that stuff. You know, it's it's it's, it's almost you, like pure emotion. Yeah, and you saw it in the, in the reaction much. As weird as this sounds, much like recently Anthony Bourdain's death, I mean, people were, were profoundly right. saddened by the fact that this uh, that, that the girl had died. Sidebar: um, It just I'm just reminded there is a piece of footage running around of a of a chimp that is super old and is dying, and it's she stopped eating, and one of her early trainers comes in. Oh, dude! I oh, saw that. Dude. Oh my god! I I lost my oh. mind on that one. It's so <laughs> it's, amazing. It's amazing and sad. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, and the recognition you can tell and yeah, go watch it. You'll but bring some tissues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on to new stuff. Um, let's see. John Barenthal, Shane from Walking Dead. Right now he's the Punisher. He was seen on the set of, for season nine of Walking Dead, and now they've confirmed that John Barenthal is coming back to Walking Dead, at least for a short term. Uh -huh. I'm betting some kind of dream or flashbacks. flashbacks or, yeah. or maybe they're going to have Rick get bit, and that's how Rick's going to oh, die, maybe. and yeah, that's yeah. his... No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know. It just seems... It's more evidence that the people behind The Walking Dead don't know what they're doing. Right. Um, for some reason, they've already greenlit Jumanji 3. Okay. Three. All right. One is out. Right. Two is on the way, and they've already done three. Okay. Brad Bird, director Brad Bird, who did a, has a new movie out called The Incredibles 2, yeah. um, is already talking about Incredibles 3. And I say, don't wait so long. Just right, yeah, 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 yeah. I would rather an Incredibles movie than another Marvel movie. Yeah. Because, and rather than you working on the Fantastic Four, Incredibles yeah. are the, the greatest yeah. Fantastic Four. 
Um, this is interesting. CBS Direct, they've got this thing, Star Trek Discovery. Uh-huh. They are working now on a second Star Trek series to star Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm uh, in. You, you know, Star Trek fans, especially Next Generation fans, got to be losing their mind. Yeah. Um, that so you know because there's between next generation and and then their the role in the films you right know, there's a big gap there yeah, yeah, yeah. there's plenty plenty and Patrick Stewart hasn't aged a minute no um do you remember the witches the, yes the yeah, thing yeah, with yeah. Angelica Houston yes yeah uh being remade produced by Guillermo del Toro yeah directing by uh, Robert Zemeckis yeah Zemeckis Zemeckis it should be you know, given all that, it should be great. Um, I agree, as long as it's not like the Polar Express and CG. Well, wh- is that what they're talking about? I don't know. Well, Zemeckis is doing live action now, good. so so hopefully good, good, good. that's not where it's going. All right. Um, I read a press release and I copied it, so I'm going to read something to you. This is for Tarantino's new movie. Yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. The film will be based on the story of former Western actor Rick Dalton, Leonardo DiCaprio, and his stunt double, Cliff Booth, Brad Pitt. Charles Manson's murders will only take up a part of this film. Dalton's connection to the Manson murders will be through a neighbor called Sharon Tate, Margot Robbie. The cast will be based on both real and fictional characters, Damian Lewis will be playing the iconic Steve McQueen, while the Dakota Fanning will be playing Squeaky Fromm. Oh, in addition, good Nic- choice. Nicholas Hammond will be playing director Sam Wanamaker, and Luke Perry will be playing dancer Scotty Lancer. Also among the cast are Emile Hirsch, Clifton Collins Jr., and Jeff Jefferson. Um, it's expected to be released August 9th of next year. I've not been. Super excited about Tarantino's last films. Mm-hmm. Uh, Django was cool, mm-hmm. um, but uh, The Hateful Eight I, I did not like. Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds this sounds way more to my liking, and you know it, it highlights something that that whole scene in Hollywood at that time. You had all these weird connections, you know. Yeah. It's like you know. Dennis Wilson was part of the Manson story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 shoot, I'm trying to remember Wh- who was Doris Day's son. Terry Melcher. Yeah. Terry Melcher, the uh, producer, was part of the Manson story. Uh-huh. Um, like, you know, Los Angeles is a big town, and yet, like most cities that are centered around a particular industry, mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody, and everything's well, related. Look, Rick was just talking about knowing someone, so and so from high school, or right. So and so from whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, it chapter two started filming. Oh, good. Last week. Good, good, good. So that's I still haven't that's seen on its way. I still haven't seen the first. I have it right there R- on really? disc, and I've had really? it for about a month. I'm going to check it out. Uh, George Clooney may direct a sci-fi thriller called Echo. Okay. Um, the fact that he directed the remake of Solaris. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, AMC is doing its own movie pass thing called AMC Stubbs A-List. For 19.95 a month, members will get three movies a week, defined as Friday through Thursday, approximately 12 titles a month. 
Um, along with the benefits of the Theatre's Change Rewards Program, AMC Stubbs Premier, the program kicks off uh, Tuesday, June 26th, and members can stop reaping, start reaping benefits immediately. I have the movie pass thing. I think we're paying 17 nights. Awesome. I'm going to talk about what we went to see in a minute. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome. And this thing sounds a little more savvy. Not savvy, but like... The worry is that they're going to run out of money. MoviePass is going to run out of money. Right. Um, but when I, the, the showing we went to, that was us, my wife and I, and maybe four other people in the theater. You know, mm. So it's kind of like you're selling seats that didn't sell anyway. Right. You know, so... Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm movie, in. The movie-going experience is so weird now. It's like you go you go opening weekend, mm-hmm. and the theater's packed. Wait two days. Yeah, week later, and it's yeah, gone. And yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess mo- the way the most of it works is the studio themselves... Um, the way usually the money gets divided up, and I'm trying to get a guy on here to talk about cinemas, right. um, but like the studio will get essentially your ticket. And then the the location, the theater, reaps all of the money from all the concessions. Right. Um, uh, that's why they one get... One of the reasons why concessions are so high. Yeah, and why they get so shitty when you bring in something yeah, of your own. absolutely. Like, I walked in there with a half-finished cup of coffee in my hand, and I had to throw it away. Yeah. There's some guy tackled you in the, yeah, you're in a, the yeah. lobby. <laughs> if only. That would have been great. Do, do you do this for every showing? Because I'll come back. Uh, Lucasfilm has said that they're putting all Star Wars spinoffs on hold due to the hit they took for Solo. And then a day later they said, not all of them. Well, <laughs> you know, like... We've talked about this. It's like, Jesus Christ, slow down on the freaking Star Wars movies. Because there is, you know, oversaturation is a real thing. I don't care how big of a fan you are. Mm -hmm. Like, part of being a fan is that anticipation and that waiting for the next big thing. Well, if you've got a big movie coming out every six months or whatever, sometimes less than that. Yeah. Then you've taken that away. Yeah, and every time you release something, you there are new possibilities for more spinoffs and right. more. And at some point, I don't care. Yeah. Well, I it, just yeah, don't it, care. yeah. It, it gets to be too much. Yep. Um, I thought it was funny though that they're like, oh, "Fuck yeah, we're not going to make any more." Then the fans were like shaking fists of cash at them, and they were like, right. eh, "Maybe we'll do we'll a couple. Do it, we'll do something." Uh, MTV is planning reboots of Daria and Aeon Flux. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to be animated or if they're just going to be straight up like live action. I don't know. I, I'm a fan either way, so I, I like both those titles. Yeah, I yeah. do too. Daria was was great. It was yeah. all. It was so goth and yeah. Well, emo she was, and she was just so like didn't give a shit. <laughs> and so I'm immediately a fan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jodie Foster is considered. Considering signing on as an actor to the channel FX, they're adapting DC's Why the Last Man. Mm. Um, it's a prem- The premise is that a plague comes and wipes out men, and this dude is the last guy. Yeah. And it and laps into. Yeah. Oh, it's a great. It's a it's a great comic book. Yeah. It, you know, people rave about it. Um, uh, I wonder how different it would be than um, 
Yeah, what's that show? There's already a show where there's... there's oh, Last Man on Earth? Yeah, Last Man yeah, on yeah, Earth. Yeah, yeah. And, which, you know, of course, he can't be the last man on Earth, because otherwise you don't got a show. So right, right, you know, right, right, you're, right. You're meeting people all the time. Um, ABC announced that they're doing a, a new show called The Connors. It's Roseanne without Roseanne. So what they've done is just excised her from the equation. Right. And she's come out on Twitter and said that she's okay with it because there was over 200 people employed on that series. Yeah. And if she, by step, her, this is her being a martyr. If I step aside and those people are allowed to keep their jobs, then that's the way it should be. Well, here's, I, here's what I'm wondering. You know, Roseanne owns a lot still of making that. Bank she, off she, of it. she owns a lot of those characters. She owns. So even though we're getting rid of Roseanne. Roseanne's still going to be making yeah. money. Here's off another of this example: Danny off. Danny Masterson, who was in the that eighty show, yeah, seventy show. show. Yeah, he was on this new show with Aston Kutcher called, for Netflix called The Ranch. Right, and then all of these accusations about Danny Masterson came out about how he gets handsy when he acts. Right, and um, so they pulled him and threw him essentially threw him off the show. Right, but he's part owner in this show. Yeah, so it's like, wait, I still collect all my money, and he's I like, don't. I and act. I don't have to show up and work. This is a better gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, so if people are, uh, for lack of a better word, boycotting something because of of a principle, um, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like oh, I like you know the the Roseanne show except for Roseanne. So I may keep in mind Roseanne's still part of that show. Yeah. I, on one hand, on the other hand, it does show that. Fuck up hard enough, and everyone's replaceable. No, that's true. Um, yeah. But what I understand, the question I have is, is what do they do with her? Do they kill her off? God, I hope so. I hope uh, some horrible. They fucking killed off Dan. Yeah. And they brought him back. Yeah. The the focus of the show, the the reason the Roseanne revival happened was Sarah Gilbert was pushing it. Yeah. And so now it seems is what I'm hearing. And she, reading, it's going to be kind of her show. It's yeah. going to shift focus to her. Right. Um, I already talked about that. Uh, let's see. Netflix has acquired a couple of things. They couple acquired a lot of stuff, but two things of note. Number one, uh, Ye- director Yan Han has a movie called Dongwoo Shiji. It's um Animal World. Remember that clown in the subway fighting aliens trailer that we reviewed a couple of weeks ago? Yes. Yeah. yeah Hyper violent. Yeah. yeah. Coming to Netflix. Oh, nice. Good. Cool. Um. Secondly, they canceled Disjointed, the I Work in a Pot Shop and I'm Kathy Bates show. Uh-huh. But they're now coming out, and Guy O'Beelum, who's a stand-up comedy, a big weed activist, uh-huh. is sort of behind this show called Cooking on High. And it's a cooking competition in which everything that's cooked has to get you high. Okay. This day and age... As someone who works at a weed store, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, that's great. Somebody's gonna. Yeah. So it, it's and it pushes us even more in the direction to legalize federally. Yeah. Um, this I thought of you. The Terror got a second season, dude. Set in World War II. I'm like, so, yeah, and I was reading that. I'm like, well, so wait, The Terror is a book by Dan Simmons. Uh, like, is Dan Simmons gonna write something new? And apparently, no. It's not like that. It's 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 like uh, 
True Detective or American Horror Story. It's it's anthology. Oh, it has nothing to do with the monster on the boat. It has nothing to do with the monster on the boat. Oh, the season two. Check this out, man. It's about a uh, and 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 all this stuff is kind of you know drawn from real legends and real you know mm-hmm. history. Um, it's a Japanese um, folkloric spirit or demon or whatever you want to call it that plagues people in the internment camps. Oh, wow. Dude, it's going to be so... I'm in. Bi- oh, man. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So it's a haunted concentration camp yes. thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like in California in World War II. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. That sounds like a great uh, idea. So cool, yeah. Yeah, because I love... It's it's a it's a genre that no one does much anymore, but yeah. the weird war, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Sony and producer Amy Pascal are doing a feature based on Marvel's Silk, which is like this sort of Spider-Man female thing. You don't care. I don't care. I think three <laughs> people out there are going. You're Yay, silk, you say. Silk. <laughs> uh, in an interview to promote this new film that she's working on, Christina Ricci said she'd love to return to the Addams Family franchise. Of course you would. Well, yeah. <laughs> no one else is going to. Right. Raul exactly. Julia's dead, and Julia Houston's too old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the guy who played Pugsley is off doing whatever, and Christopher Lloyd's not going to Also too, too old. old to play Fester. However, there is an, a YouTube show called something... Teenage Wednesday Adam? It's about Wednesday in these different situations. And she's like early 20s. Yes. And it I'd be almost into that. Oh dude, I it, she'd be dressed like her mom. A, a, a show just based on Wednesday Adams living in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that living would be in the, not New York, but let's say someplace like LA or you could take it a thousand directions. Yeah. And the fact that Oh she, my god, her moving to a small town? Could you imagine? And like a little too Elvira, Mistress <laughs> of the Dark, for me. But I, I get ya. I'm just yeah. saying, there's opportunities, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah. And then finally, this one's kind of cool. Sci-Fi Channel has announced that they and Clive Barker are doing a series based on Nightbreed. Very cool. Um, I Nightbreed is one of those films that I, <laughs> I love, love, love the idea. Yeah. And. Really hate most of the character designs, and, and yeah. it's and there's I know that one great one. There is one great one. I, I know that that's great blasphemy ones. because a lot of people are like, I love these, yeah. you know, th- these characters, yeah. um, uh, and they always bothered me for some reason. I always thought, what's his name, Telequin? Yeah, it was cool, and the girl, the porcupine girl, the, is yeah. super cool. Yeah. And there's that great scene where she. Takes your clothes off in front of those guys and yeah. starts. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the idea. It's so Barker that the the cre- the monsters in this movie are the. Oh, well, I love. Yeah, the the, the monsters yeah. are are you know the good guys. The good are, guys are the ones that are. And we've talked in the. And I love the idea of a place, right? Yeah. Midian, you know, like I'm even though that. everyone seems to know where it is. Right. <laughs> we've talked about that before, but um, I don't know how you. Spin that into a weekly series. I don't, I don't know. So, well, I mean, I think you, I think you do something very different with it than what is, what was done in the movie. Agreed. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it has to be. They have to stay in Midian. They have to. It has to be before the Great Pilgrimage kind of a thing. Right. It has to be more of them, in taking that everyone knows Midian and right. turning it down a little yeah. bit. You know. So yeah, yeah maybe. 
Maybe like True Blood or That's something That's exactly like that. what I was thinking. It was like True Blood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on to some trailers. Um, this week was so hard. I, I ended up with 27, and then I got it down to 19. <laughs> and once I cut out the obvious shit, and right. then, but getting this down to 12 was tough, man. It was really <laughs> tough. First up is a film called Boarding School. It's a horror film. It looks like, if I'm going to say what I think the plot is, trans kid goes to is sent to a boarding school that corrects behavior almost like gay therapy conversion therapy and it's they have this ulterior motive something else is going on yeah it's it's a the boarding school is not a nice place yeah yeah and uh there's it looks it looks it looks to be equally funny Mm -hmm. and uh and also have some horrific violence and 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 uh i love the idea that Here's a hero of of a different sort, sure, and not in a pandering way, but more like this is just who our character is, and this is how we're moving forward. Right. Um, uh, I don't know that the film overall is going to be any any great shakes, but I included on this list for that very reason. Yeah, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Next up is a um, Netflix film called Caliber. Um, I'm going to say accidental murder leads to dire consequences. That's correct. It, the, these guys are out. Uh, uh, I think they're English. Mm-hmm. They sound English, and they're out and they they're deer hunting, and the the deer they thought they shot turns out to be a local. Mm-hmm. It, it's important to know that they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. They're out in the, in the pr- province or something. Right. So uh, once it becomes known that they... It almost looks like at one point the villagers or whoever uh, wind up hunting them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It feels kind of like... Um, think the rollout on American Werewolf in London. Right. And But instead, when they're on the moors, they're hunting, and they end up shooting. Uh, clearly, they shot somebody. Yeah. And um, it, it looks well done. Yeah. I actually had this on the list last week. And it was one of the ones I was going to cut, and I didn't want to cut it, so I dumped it, I pushed it to, the next, it to, to this, this week. week. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. Um, once again, Netflix... It, it also... It, it reminds me a little bit of... And I shouldn't have even brought this up, because now I can't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> uh, it, never mind. All right. Yeah. Moving on, next one, a film called... Black and white film called The Captain... Looks like a guy on the run in World War Two finds a uniform of a Nazi general and puts it on and play act starts to like play act his way into into a camp or something. It, it seems like suddenly everyone thinks he's the real guy. It's a, a week before the war is going to end. Nice. And um, it looked. It sounds really cool. Yeah. It was not on my list of trailers. It wasn't. No, I haven't seen this, but I'm I'm really intrigued now. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it's a, it's definitely a foreign film. I don't know why that wasn't on your list. I don't either. Definitely a foreign film. Definitely black and white. Definitely Oscar contender worthy. It looks kind of really. Thing. I mean, it sounds really cool. It is. It, yeah. it was great. Sorry. <laughs> uh, next up, um, they released a trailer this week for Creed Two. Yeah. Um, if you like, if you like Creed, if you like Creed, it looks like you'll you'll like this. And the big reveal is that the big boogie band in this is Drago's son. Yeah, who killed his father. Right. Who and you you kind of know 
Ryan Coogler is not directing this. Stallone is. Yeah. So, I you know take I, that with a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have the scene where Stallone's like dishing out yeah. you know Rocky's version of wisdom. Yeah. You know through his Ozzy Osbourne type voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I mean it's. It's interesting to Stallone, see Stallone embrace that sort of Mickey role. Sure. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, a film called The Domestics, set in the future, kind of a zombie film without gang, without zombies, but with gangs. So it it reminds me. So it's like it's the Warriors. Yeah. Writ large. Yeah. So it, instead of having to get from like one side of New York to the other and having to go through like these these themed gangs. Mm-hmm. Somebody's having to drive from... 200 I, miles. Wisconsin to somewhere else, and they're having to go through these themed gangs. Yeah, there are eight, eight gang territories that they have to go through. There's clowns and plowboys. Oh, they have all had funny names. Spikes. And, and then, the, yeah, and then there's <laughs> the domestics who are just regular people trying to live regular lives. Right, right. Kate Bosworth's in this. I, you know, this this looks really... I, I'm, I love the idea. I really... Uh, one, I love the idea. Two, um, I love that... Uh, this looks like the type of movie... That, that, this is the kind of thing that I love about low-budget films. Mm-hmm. It's like you look at it and you go, I could, I could do that. Like I, I can see a kid watching this and going, this is really cool, and I could do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems accessible. Yeah. No I keep looking for the Canon logo. Yeah. You know, yeah. To begin with. It looks, it looks badass. It I'm, looks fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, up next, they released. This is also from last week. Um, Colin Farrell, Will Smith, and the Tim Burton's Dumbo. Uh, any anything pertaining to Dumbo, I just say fuck you. I don't yeah. want I don't want any part of it. Not because it's a great Dumbo's an amazing story, mm-hmm. and it rips my heart out every fucking <laughs> time. So I don't need that. I I see a lot of CG Dumbo. Yeah, and I don't know why. I don't know why I'm seeing on close up of an eye. Why am I? Why is that CG? Why is that not at the very least? At the very least, why is it not a real elephant? Right, right. If not that, why is it not a practical elephant? Right. Why didn't Rick get called and I say, here, we need you to do right. an elephant? You're the guy that did Dumbo. Or, yeah, the Dumbo, Operation Dumbo, Dumbo, Dumbo Yeah, yeah. So, um, I just don't know that I care. And given how Burton has fucked some shit up, yeah. I just don't know that I, I wouldn't even bother I will with say this. I like... I like the look of it, mm-hmm. and and that it you know and that it's taking place in a it's a period film. Mm-hmm. I dig that. Mm-hmm. I'm all over that. Uh, I just don't want to fucking cry over the elephant getting yeah. taken away from his I mommy know. anymore. Like, especially these days. Yeah, I can't. That I'll, shit I'll, resonates hard right? these days. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Netflix movie, Kristen Bell, Seth Rogen, Kelsey Grammer, called Like Father, kind of a romantic comedy, adult uh, comedy esque. She, Kristen Bell is getting married. She stood up at the altar. Her father comes to the wedding. The two of them haven't seen each other in a while. They don't get along well. They drink, and they wake up in the honeymoon suite on the boat on their way to their honeymoon. Right. Uh, the originally planned honeymoon. Right, right, right. And then through this, they get to know each other. Seth Rogen is the guy in the boat who I guess she fucks. Right. Because... I guess you want to fuck Seth Rogen on a boat. Well, you're on a boat. Your pickings are slim. There's Seth Rogen or your dad. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Uh, I, you know, it looks it looks 
it looks like standard comedy fare, and and if you're if you like those movies, this looks like you know, and it looks it also looks heart uh, mm-hmm. heartwarming. Everyone um, looks d- likable. Yeah, um, there, nothing's gonna offend you on this. The character of the of of she and the father, um, who have been for lack of a better word, estranged for years, are you know reconnecting mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's them finding their way back to yeah. one another, and and her finding. In the trailer, we do get that moment, you know, like yeah. why are you showing up now? Why yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if if any of that sounds great, this looks like something you you're gonna love. I tell you what, if I watch this movie and it turns out he has cancer, I'm gonna be pissed. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even consider that. Oh, and by the way, I'm dying. You dick. Uh, next up, Japanese trailer for The Meg, the giant shark flick yeah. with Jason Statham. This looks so gloriously ridiculous that when you, by the time you get to a, a shark the size of a small ship, yeah, just chomping its way through people <laughs> on the well, shore. But here's the my issue with that is, I, I I think people would be such an insignificant morsel to this thing, yeah, that like when there's well, like when there's whales and shit that you could be eating, its size keeps getting a little wonky. Like it's <laughs> one minute it's bigger than a boat, the right. next minute it's chomping at a window, and you and you're seeing all of its teeth, right? And, um, it looks okay. It looks action packed. It looks fine. There wasn't a single frame in that that I that I couldn't quote another movie that it was out sure. of. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, so I yeah. think the time on this might be. But it may also be like some of the rock stuff where they're going like, it is ridiculous, and let's be ridiculous, yeah. and maybe it'll be fun. Next up, the only time I like that kind of premise is when, when it, it's, when 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 there's no doubt, no one can say you were trying to make a serious movie, right? You know, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Giant ass spider. I love that movie. Eight legged freaks. I love that movie mm-hmm. because they don't pretend to be anything they're not. Uh, agreed. I totally agree with that. Next up, uh, The Night Eats the World zombie film. Reminded me of Rambach. Have you ever saw that German film, Rambach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of this guy discovering, like, that he's the only dude around, so he's just, like, fucking off, basically. Um, you know, I was looking at all the blurbs that were coming up, you know, like, you know, one of the most innovative zombie movies, blah blah blah. I don't know about that. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, looks eh, like a zombie looks movie. Looks like a zombie movie to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, I'm happy to see people still making zombie movies, even though that they don't look wildly inventive. Um, uh, I'm still into it. Next up, Conjuring prequel called The Nun. Uh, <sighs> talk about. More of the same. Yeah, derivative. Looked uh, just like jump scares. Yep. For as far as yep. the eye could see. Jump scares, uh, dark hallways. Guess what? Characters at the end of the hall. I bet that in you know half a second it's going to be at this end of the hall. Right, right, and right. Sure right. Enough, you know, it just like, feels yeah like you're putting on a pair of socks that you've worn before and you didn't like when you wore them the yeah. first time. Next up, puzzle. Woman finds renewed interest in life through a love of puzzles. Interesting. Uh, I, I like this in the, because it kind of, in a weird way, reminded me of um, Edge of Water. Not Edge of Water. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Yeah, somebody's going outside of their 
Um, yeah, if I remember correctly, like she's she's from this like uh, very conservative. Yeah, it's, marriage. it's it's a it's a period piece, so she's like in the fifties, sixties yeah. kind of a thing, and she's being like her husband is like basically why isn't there dinner on the table? Right, kind of a right, place. right, exactly. And she feels stifled, and the only thing she discovers a love of puzzles. And right. a man that is a puzzle master. Well, and that's yeah, and I and I couldn't tell from the trailer if that, you know, does she have an affair with him? Does I think it would be enough just to see her discover and right. have him help her. Why yeah. does it always have to be that they? Well, n- right, exactly, and right. and and it, that would actually be refreshing because then, you know, the lesson is is that well, you don't have to. Right. You know, you don't have to exchange your loved one for somebody else in order to find. No, yourself. you can. Yeah, you can find yourself, yeah. and maybe through finding herself, it, maybe there's renewed interest by this right. husband. Maybe, maybe he's husband just as bored. Exactly. And, yeah. So I'm kind of in. Yeah. I'm kind of in. Also reminded me of the kind of the fabulous Edie Mazel that's playing on Amazon and, and oh, any of that stuff. The, the, the marvelous Miss Maple. No, no, this no? is the uh, woman in the fifties that becomes a stand-up comic. Oh, but it's what? very much that her husband is kind of like I'm not into this. You know, he's also a stifling influence, right. and they, maybe they anyway. That's a, it reminded yeah. me of it. Yeah. Next up, Orlando Bloom in a molestation revenge drama called Romans. Um. I like the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea because I had the idea like a long time ago. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, something called the Inquisition. But yeah. anyway, um, I, I like the idea, and it's cool to see somebody going after you know priest pedophiles mm-hmm. in in a in a you know in a heroic gesture. It's kind of. Way. I mean, as they say on Law and Order, torn from the headlines yeah. and. And yeah, and Orlando Bloom that looks like he's really acting. Yeah. He's not just the pretty boy or right. what have you. And then finally, and yeah. and, and until and, uh, until they said it was Orlando Bloom, mm-hmm. I didn't recognize didn't him recognize when he was it. in the confessional booth. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And then finally, uh, welcome to Marwin. Man. Okay. No, so yeah, this is the one this week where I'm just like I lost my shit. I'm like I had n- okay. Well, first of all, okay. So there's a documentary called. Uh, Marin Call. Uh-huh. Uh, amazing story about this guy who's beat within an inch of his life, has to relearn how to walk, talk, etc. Never totally comes back. And uh, cr- it, 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 as part of his self-therapy, creates this fantasy world of G.I. Joes and Barbies in this made-up World War II town in Germany in which he is the central character. Mm-hmm. He takes photographs of these little scenarios that he sets up, and they are jaw-dropping. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if you you got to see that documentary, Maureen Call. And now they're dramatizing it. Yeah. It's, it's so With Steve Carell cool. and a big, fat budget. Yeah, man. It looks badass because all the... All the when, when Mark, the main character, is kind of in his head... We're seeing all the stuff happen with the dolls. Mm-hmm. So you got Steve Carell there with his shirt off, but he's got you know his his you know he's plastic and his arms are you know the stick on GI yeah. Joe arms and stuff. It looks so it does look great. Cool. I'm, I'm really looks so great. on board. And it so so leans into Steve Carell's strengths. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that. Uh, reading anything? Uh, 
Uh, no. Awesome. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm I'm rereading stuff. Okay, good. That I've talked about here before, so I'm not going to... All right. Uh, Father's Day came, and my son and daughter-in-law gave me a, uh Amazon thing. So I got the new um, Doug Stanhope book that I'm reading. Cool. And um, it's it's very sort of Hunter Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have the new uh, Lansdale that I'm going to be reading next. Nice. And, um, yeah, and I had to set the Philip jo- um, Jose Farmer aside because I want to get through these. Yeah. Uh, have you seen anything? Um, Evil Genius. Oh, yeah. Um, so the Duplass brothers, who who you guys heard me rave about Wild Wild Country before, mm-hmm. um, are the producers on this thing. They're, aren't they the Stranger Things guys? No, those are the... Uh, what's their door? Okay. D- Duffer. And what Duffer. The, how do I know the Duplass brothers? Well, because one of the Duplass brothers has been involved in horror films and right. in other gotcha. stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. I want to say Mark. Right. But uh, anyway, um, they, they've done it again. Man, th- this is, it's not as long. It's incredibly engrossing. And it does not flinch. It nice. does not flinch. It's a. It's. It's. It, people may remember in 2003, uh, guy in um, Erie, Pennsylvania, pizza delivery guy, robs a bank with an explosive device around his neck. Right. They set him down in the middle of the road. They don't believe. You know. They think it's bullshit. He's telling them, "Look, I don't got much time. Somebody mm-hmm. put this on me." And sure enough, boom. Wow. And 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 you see that like within the first. I don't know, 20 minutes wow. of, this, of this thing. I've seen that footage. It's it's harrowing. It's, oh, my God. Could you imagine? Could no. you imagine being no. like that? So then it goes into all the different rabbit holes and how incredibly convoluted and, and, and you know, all the different characters. And, and it's fascinating. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's If you like Criminal Minds, it's oh, like sure. that on steroids, and it's real. Awesome. Uh, I mentioned it earlier on the movie pass. My wife and I went and saw Deadpool 2. Yeah. Um, that night, <clears throat> I shot a video that I was going to put up for our Patreon yeah. people. And when I looked back in the video, I, I, <laughs> I got one look at myself and I went, oh, you are in no condition to be on a camera. <laughs> so I didn't do that. Um, Deadpool 2. If you like Deadpool, you're going to love this. There's some very funny bits and very cool shit in this movie. Cool. Uh, I think they make a mistake by sidelining the girlfriend because I think that was a major selling point that of this one. That was kind of the root of the first movie. Yeah, they, they, they definitely sideline her. I mean, she's in the film, but she gets sort of put in a box, for want of a better word, and set on, set on a shelf. Right. Um, Which is too bad because she was such an amazing character. She was great. Character. And yeah. so I've heard that she is actually a character in the universe. It beco- goes on to become some sort of a character oh, within I'm the like universe. A superhero yeah. over, huh? um, there was some funny shit in it, though, I tell you that. There was a lot of stuff. And all I'm going to say is baby legs. And Jesus Christ, it, it really had me in the aisle. The whole baby legs thing had me in the aisle. Okay. Um, heartily recommended. Super fun. Good, good, good. Um, Listening to anything? Let's do this and we'll get out of here. Uh, no. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I'm, we're on overtime. Right. And so you're working your so ass my, off. My life is sleep and work, sleep and work, sleep right. and work. Right on. Uh, I'll go through these quick. Uh, <laughs> 
Don't ask me why, but I listened to a, the new record by Lizzie Borden. Oh, well. <laughs> it's called My Midnight Things. It's hair metal. It's hair metal from 87. And yeah. it's not terrible, but it's it's kind of dopey. Yeah. Um, and I did it just because, why not? Why not? Uh, rounding out my Kazumi Watanabe, Guitar Renaissance 4, great. Uh, Buddy Guy has a new record out called The Blues is Alive and Well, and man, is it ever blues. Keith Richards is on it, a couple of other people. Um, Michael Giacchini's score to uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. A little of it is generic soundtrack music, but um, it's uh, it's solid. And then there was a... I found a, a six-disc box set by Harold Budd called The Bud Box. And other than the poetry that he reads, which I could have lived without um there's some beautiful shit in there Harold Butt is awesome and then lastly but not leastly um Paul Rodriguez a comedy record called There The Here and Wow and Chris Porter um Screaming from the Cosmos cool um Um, they were good they're solid stuff I will say uh much like last week, I said, you know, I'm not really listening to anything, but there was a song you need to check out, which was the Marilyn Manson cover. Yeah, 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 and I did. Cover of, isn't it cool? Yeah, it's very but, cool. Um, well, this week, the song for you to check out, I, I I, don't remember the name of it. Just look up Iggy Pop slash Underworld. Underworld's a great band. Uh, Underworld's a great band, and there's this crazy track where Underworld's doing their thing, and Iggy Pop is like telling a story. About wow. like trying to pick up this chick on a plane back when you could, you know, and so so you got like Underworlds, right? You know, doing their <laughs> and Iggy Pop's like, and I folded down my tray Amen. and did a line of coke, <laughs> and I tried to get the stewardess's number and I got it, <laughs> but then I was too that fucked up awesome. to remember. To, I lost the number. Wow, that's awesome. She would have been so much better than coke. So it's like seven minutes of that. Yeah. You know, and it's fascinating. Uh, my son knew a guy who once did the same, kind of the same thing, where it was music in the background, and yeah. he found Edgar, uh, or uh, William Burroughs, yeah. <laughs> reading. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time I performed an appendectomy with a tuna can? <laughs> it's like, no, but I'm fascinated. Um... <laughs> Thanks again to Rick Lazzarini. That guy, we will yeah. hear him again. Um, go to patreon.com slash bonus material podcast, please, and check that stuff out. We're we're going to be adding content real quick on that stuff. It It's going to help us. Um, we're going to upgrade some stuff. It's going to help us make a better show. We're going to get yeah. better sound quality. We're going to be able to go to a couple of... Uh, things and events and do some coverage from there that we haven't been yeah. able to do in the past. Live stuff so, and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yep, so yep, we're yep. going to do that. So please go there. Also check out our Facebook page and all of that stuff. Uh, if you ha- if you have a couple of shekels please go to Amazon.com. I got a couple of books there. And Buy Tom's books. And they're not bad. They're from good. What from what I hear. I don't. Next week I don't know what we have. I I I, I I'm I'm done saying who I think is going to be yeah, happening yeah, next yeah, week because yeah. it never works out. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, the guest we were going to have had to cancel because he was going to Germany. Um, I'm hoping to get him back next week, but we're definitely going to get him on as quick as possible. You know, the next time you talk to him, let him know that you know 
there's internet in Germany. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know. I have this guy is I I don't want to say who he is because in case he doesn't. It'll be, but it's it's awesome. If we get him on, it'll be great. And, yeah. and we again, lots of good stuff coming up. Lots and lots of good stuff. And then we're going to start booking again through once we get closer to September. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the bonus material podcast, I'm Tom Carnell and I'm Langley West. Stay scary.